Welcome to Dragoncast. Home of House of the Dragon. Gather your small council, send out your ravens and call in your bannermen. I'm Hand of the King Jamie East, here to guide you through the insane world of Westeros and beyond. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome, welcome to Dragoncast, uh, home of House of the Dragon. Well, it's, it's, it's the home of many things. We've just opened our doors and allowed everything to kind of swarm in uninvited. It's, I'm Jamie East. And I'm Chris Mandel. So, in this episode, season six, episode ten, season finale, one of the best season finales? Possibly, that's what we're here to talk about, the winds of winter. Uh, Chris, the best season finale? I think it's one of the most, yeah, one of the most successful, satisfying, action-packed, well-directed, and so on and so forth. It was, I think most... Game of Thrones season finales are usually victims of fantastic season uh, episode nines. As, yeah. you know, they, they chose that episode nine as their the real quiz kind of thing. And ep- episodes tens were all usually kind of precursors for season set up, moving people around, getting people mm-hmm. kind of letting us kind of hint, offering us hints at where people are heading towards for next season, blah, 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 blah. Arya heading to Bravos, that kind of thing. Uh, Danny kind of like flying off. This one felt like it had a lot more substance in it, but we're going to nip now and go to previously on for five minutes to get a recap of what happened in season six, episode 10, The Winds of Winter, back in two ticks. We begin with Loras Tyrell's trial by the Faith Militant in the Great Sept of Baylor. Loras confesses to sleeping with men, including Renly Baratheon. He gives up his family name and titles and is allowed to join the Faith. Tommen tries to leave his chamber to attend the trial, but is stopped by the mountain. Elsewhere in the castle, Kyburn lures Grand Maester Pycelle to his lab and has a group of children stab him to death. Cersei's trial is due after Loras's, but she remains in her chamber. The High Sparrow orders Lancel to bring Cersei to the Sept. As he leaves, Lancel notices a young boy creeping around, so follows him to a dungeon. The boy stabs Lancel, leaving him unable to walk. Marjorie realises all of Cersei's enemies are assembled in one room and tries to tell the High Sparrow that something is very wrong. Lancel drags himself towards a light at the end of the chamber and finds an enormous wildfire cachet rigged to explode at any second. Cersei's plan becomes immediately apparent. Marjorie tries to leave the sept with her brother, but the Faith Militant block the doors. Before Lancel can extinguish the flame, the wildfire explodes, engulfing the sept in flames and incinerating everyone inside. Cersei smiles as she watches the building collapse. Later, she wreaked revenge on Septa the woman who tormented her during her imprisonment by the Faith. Cersei tells her that she intends to torture her for a very, very long time, before letting the mountain into her cell to have his way. Unbeknownst to Cersei, Tommen is so horrified by the explosion of the Sept and the death of his wife that he throws himself from the window of his chambers. King's Landing is once more monarchless. In a quieter corner of Westeros, Sam and Gilly arrive at the Citadel, and Sam is granted permission to use the library while he waits to meet the Archmaester. 
At Winterfell, Davos confronts Melisandre with Shireen's wooden stag, which he found in the ashes of her pyre. Melisandre admits to the sacrifice, conceding it was wrong as Stannis was defeated anyway. Davos asks Jon to execute Melisandre, but she points out how useful she'll be in the war to come, and instead is exiled south. Later, Sansa apologises to Jon for not telling him about the Knights of the Vale, and they resolve to trust each other from now on. She also tells him a white raven has arrived from the Citadel, signalling winter is finally here. In dawn, Elena Tyrell meets with Ilaria and the Sand Snakes. She's looking for revenge against Cersei for murdering her family. At the meeting, Varys suggests Elena allies with Daenerys Targaryen. Daenerys tells Dario she needs him to stay in Marine while she invades Westeros, as she may need to make an alliance through marriage. Dario protests, but ultimately agrees. Tyrion admits to Daenerys he's overcome his cynicism and now truly believes in her cause. To his delight, Daenerys names Tyrion the Hand of the Queen. At the Twins, a handmaiden serves Walder Frey some pie as he waits for his sons to arrive at dinner. The servant tells him he's actually eating his own sons before peeling her face back and revealing herself to be Arya. Walder tries to run, but Arya slits his throat, finally avenging her mother and brother for the Red Wedding. Back in Winterfell, Sansa is visited by Littlefinger, who says he wants to sit on the Iron Throne with her at his side. Sansa leaves without accepting or rejecting his offer. Benjin says goodbye to Bran and Mira, as the wall's magic doesn't allow the dead to pass through it. After Benjin leaves, Bran touches a weirwood tree and sees a vision of his father as a young man. Pay attention now, people. Ned is back outside the Tower of Joy, and hears his sister Lyanna screaming inside. He finds her dying in bed after giving birth to a baby boy. Lyanna whispers something to Ned that Bran can't hear. What she tells him is that Robert Baratheon will kill the baby if he finds out he exists, and makes Ned promise to protect her son. It's revealed that Lyanna's baby is none other than Jon Snow. The adult Jon Snow, who we now know is Targaryen with a strong claim to the Iron Throne even if he doesn't, meets with the Northern Lords and the Wildlings and urges them to stand united against the White Walkers. Lyanna Mormont shames the Northern Lords for failing to come to Jon's aid and pledges her allegiance. The other Lords follow suit and Jon is declared King in the North. Sansa looks at Littlefinger, who is watching from the shadows nearby. Jamie and Bronn approach King's Landing and see smoke coming from the Sept, arriving just in time to see Cersei crowned Queen of Westeros, with Kyburn as her hand. The episode, and indeed the season, ends with the moment we've all been waiting for. Daenerys' armada, now made up of Dothraki, Unsullied, the Greyjoys, the Dornish and the Tyrells, finally leave for Westeros. On the deck of her ship, Daenerys smiles as she sets out to reclaim the Iron Throne. Came off the back of the Battle of the Bastards. Um, uh, continued with Miguel Sapochnik directing it. Um, mm. And possibly one of the greatest... I mean, how long... How long has it oh, gone 16 for? minutes, that Six, first... 16 yeah. minutes of barely a word uttered. Like maybe no. four or five sentences. All the, mu- the music is doing all the work, yeah. really, to sort of communicate the tension, the sort of escalating threat it's really beautiful beautiful music really well put together the editing on it was was great i 
think this is the first time we've actually seen Tommen. Yeah, yeah, he's been he's not he's been quite absent, hasn't he? And I think you know that's the kind of king he's been since uh, since he's sort of taken over. But yeah, we haven't seen him. I don't think we've at seen all. Him at all. I mean, to give at a bit all. of bit of backstory to him, so he you know he's been king since Joffrey's death. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. has been under the spell of Marjorie, um, mm-hmm. but also torn between his his kind of lust for Marjorie and doing right by his old dear ma'am, um, and it all goes tits. I mean, it, it, I loved his death scene because it was just yeah. so unexpected. And I think quite- it's like. Yeah, I mean, we've not seen the episodes in which he is in, and from what I remember, he, it's a lot of it is him. It's he's just he's not Joffrey. He's quite mild mannered, quite agreeable. Yeah, he sort of turns on Cersei a little bit. She sort of doesn't. She's not able to control him either, but for different reasons. But yeah, I mean, it's it's it was amazing. It was amazing because it was quite unexpected. I thought, and it was sort of the whole point of Cersei's plan to blow up the Sept of Baelor was to eradicate her enemies and she also caused her son's suicide. You know, she's yeah. sort of, it's such a, yeah, like um, I sort of mentioned this in our succession recording, a mutually assured destruction. You know, she's wiped out her enemies, but she's also got rid of her son. So yeah, it's, it's so sudden and so kind of shocking. Yeah. Um, he just loved his wife that much. Like, fair play to him. He's a good, a good boy. What a scene though. The, the candles in the in the wildfire. Mm-hmm. Loris kind of like crawling along. Uh, uh, Loris is, is no, no, that's um, Lancel. Oh, sorry, big one. Yeah, J- Joseph. Sorry, Cersei's Joseph. cousin, who she was fucking for a while. Yes, correct. but yes, um, that we saw Maester Pycelle bit the bullet with um, death by children. Death and not not before punching one of them, which I was a bit like, Did I didn't know you <laughs> I missed yeah, that bit. <laughs> he wallops one of them, and I, I was like, take I you down with could, me. Yeah. I didn't know you could punch children on television. I thought there were oh. sort of union rules against this sort of thing because <laughs> it's quite a he, it's a hefty anyway, wallop. Yeah, so um, he gets murdered just to stop him interfering, right? Because well, I think he got a tip off. Well, actually, I think he got some some kind of tip off about what was going on and was excited mm. to. I think he was excited to see the back of Cersei, wasn't he? That was the thing. That yeah. Was, he was just... Complex. The whole thing, though, is really... You know, I sort of don't like it, and I will criticise the show when it doesn't let us into the heads of people that do things right, because it's just quite annoying when you don't know why anything's happening. But they sort of use it to their advantage, because we don't know... I mean, it's implied that she's going to do this, but it's quite... It's a bit like Home Alone, with, like, all these lead-ups to it, yeah. all these little pieces of the puzzle... And it's sort of more thrilling not knowing when they when sort of Marjorie sort of says she is not planning to be at her trial. She is not intending to suffer the consequences. You're like, yeah. oh shit! She's just like wired the whole place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it was, really thrilling. Um, it's great, and also, you know, I think Jonathan Price's stubbornness and kind of blind faith in the Seven was perfect for that because yeah, he was just like, don't be ridiculous. You know, there was the yeah, so kind of arrogant and so kind of cocky. Um, just hadn't envisaged a world in which in which someone was incapable of being brought to heel by you know organized religion, which is you know a lot of people on this show that is their downfall is they think 
Yeah, you know, yeah, hundred percent. God's going to come and smite you. Well, it's a it's conversation. Like, well. That's which is a conversation that happens later on the episode with um, with Marcella, uh, and um, not Marcella um, with Melisandre and and yeah. Jon Snow and, yeah. and Davos. Um, great, uh, the co- uh, Cersei's costume in this episode so good. was just fucking beautiful. Do you know yeah. the 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 little kind of scales or the, the, they had the sigils like minutely kind of embossed wow. on. It was just, it's the most, in, okay. I saw that costume. It's, it's in fucking insane. A new crown for her at the end. She didn't take the Baratheon yeah. crown. No. Um, and also, you know, I think a lot, what I would say about this point in the show, you know, it's a very different show to the one we started watching. Right. Mm. But what is improved vastly costuming, music, direction, camera work everything and i think yeah. everyone in this looks amazing cersei's new yeah. outfit is a gown and it has also got armor kind of built into it and there's a real yeah it's, it's there's actually no reds or golds from the lannisters it's black it's silver and yeah. i think they communicate so much about where she is she's sort of this impenetrable like you know yeah figure but that's what when people go oh how can you spend so much money on a, on a tv show it's like that's how you spend that much money that's why exactly. a budget can go from like three million to eight million per episode exactly. or whatever it was exactly. because you're right it's the costuming and you know that costume would have cost tens of thousands of pounds yeah like i'd love to know more about the crown because it's unusually minimalist for her and quite bejeweled as well it was quite dainty yeah yeah, yeah. i thought it would Maybe be kind of if anyone's listening yeah. uh Maybe we'll try and find some interviews about it. But I know when yeah. Sansa started wearing her like quite ugly jewellery, they were like, oh, she's got this big long chain because it's like her version of Needle the Sword or whatever. And, you know, there's a lot going into it. Um, so, yeah, I thought the first sort of 15, 16 minutes were amazing. Just this tense, slow build. And then there's this like blockbuster-sized explosion that rips apart the sept and a good portion of the city. Um, I mean... Yeah, I mean, she she just destroyed thousands of people there. It was a proper. Yeah. It was it was a terror. It was an act of terrorism. You know, yeah. There's no other. And there's no other way around it. My only sort of feeling is, if I was to be kind of negative about it, is that the show doesn't have the capacity to really go into that a great deal. Like, the red wedding sort of carries on. The, the remnants of that go on for years, and we don't really yeah. see any sort of not just blowback. Obviously, the Tyrells. Yeah, ally with well, the like, Martell, you know, fine. But it's like we don't it's really like um, get it. It's a bit like Marvel. It's like the Avengers, which actually the DC universe did try and start to address at one point, which was just like you can't destroy all these fucking skyscrapers and kill all these innocent bystanders of your wars. You know exactly like you know there are consequences. But yes, you're right. I've found watching it sort of in bits and pieces for this rewatch is that it's just so satisfying because it's there's just lots of big moments. You know, we're getting yeah. to see the big blockbuster bits and it's really good on a rewatch. Whereas I think some of the stuff that's not been as effective on a rewatch is a random episode from season two because they're slower, they're a little bit yeah. less cinematic. Um, so it was great. I mean, the whole thing's really good. There's just so many boxes getting ticked off um, and a real conclusiveness to like pretty much every story. Uh, yeah. So yeah. let's go through. So we've got the blowing everything up, smashing apart. Yeah. Marjorie dies. Mace Terrell dies. Loras dies. The High Sparrow dies. Tom and dies. Yeah. 
Sep- the scepter, the shame, shame none. I she mean, was left to be the toy of uh, Sir Gregor for for. I d- how long do you think she lasted? I mean, I oh don't God. think she was sort of. I mean, dep- I mean it's implied. implied I mean, she is it a long time? Yeah. I don't know. It wouldn't be unreasonable to expect that she was still alive at the long night in some way, Listen, shape or form. It's yeah. not that far away. Um, but Grim. So then we went from that uh, over to, to more satisfying deaths uh, to the Freys and the Lannisters. So we, 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 yeah. Which I'd, I'd, again, I'd forgotten the sequence of events. I thought this happened either as, a, as an opener of an episode or as a... Well, a you're half on. right, because in the opening of season seven, she kills the rest of House Frey. Ah, doing this okay. She poisons them. Right. So okay. I actually think, I actually think this might have been filmed, the, the, the thing that starts season seven might have been filmed for this episode and they moved right. it over okay. because... Yeah, but you know, um, I'm sure it was in an episode in our rewatch, but there is a famous story about the rat cook, which Bran tells Mira and Hodor and uh, Rickon and Jojen when they're travelling. Oh, so I maybe that. maybe we missed it. Do you remember this? Yeah, no. It's an old fable about a cook. There's long, 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 long time ago in the in the sort of history books. This king visits a village, and the cook kills his son and bakes him into a pie. Okay. And feeds the the king's son to the king, and the king finds out. He says, "This is the best pie I've ever had." Blah blah blah. And he goes, "That was your son." The son's done something to piss him off. Bran doesn't okay. remember when he's telling the story, yeah. and the cook is gets gets cursed from the gods for like being so violating yeah. um, the house guest rules. You know, like all the stuff about the red wedding, uh, violating the gods are so rights. up on that. It's like yeah, you've, you've not taken your didn't shoes brush off. your feet. Yeah. Didn't say please and thank you. So the cook, the cook is turned into a giant rat oh, okay. and has to feast on his own cho- his own rat children to survive. And he runs around the castles. Like wow, I missed that. I missed yeah. the whole. It's lot. used yeah. in an episode of season three to explain guest right, so that you understand when the red how wedding happens yeah. how gross a violation that is of yes. civil behaviour in this society. Right. Okay. And I can't remember which castle, but it is, it is, it is a long ago. Bran doesn't remember all the finer details, but Arya doing that is a sort of reflection on that. She she kills off screen the two Freys that killed Catelyn and yeah. uh, and Rob's, and Rob's partner, partner, Talisa. Talisa. And those are the two Freys in the pie. Um, it's gross, nice. isn't it? Yeah, love that tied together. Thank you very much for that. It's very uh, good. It's very good. The other thing, I'll tell you what I would say, though. I'm a stickler for detail. Mm-hmm. I thought it looked like a really good pie. Nicely minced beef person, whatever. And you there's a the finger thumb, yeah. a thumb sticking yeah. out. So she must have just yeah. put that in as a garnish, right? Must have been. Yeah, just a kind of like bit of gristle, just to, just to chew on, maybe. It's just, yeah, she's an assassin and a cook as well, because you're right, it was a very nice pie. Um, so she must have killed them, butchered the meat, gone to the kitchen, found a pot. Swapped the meat out? Maybe she just swapped the meat out. Oh, maybe, maybe they she, were already... Yeah, because I was going to yeah. say she'd think, oh, I've got she's like, here, here, cook, here's your meat, here's your meat you <laughs> ordered. Ignore the fam. 
There you and go. And she was putting masks on as every member of the kitchen. Okay, now I've got to put someone on from the cash and carry now. Got to go and get a bay leaf. <laughs> um, the pastry. I have to go and get the pre-roll stuff. But I, I love that though. It's really satisfying. Satisfying and also interesting. If you go back and watch it, you'll see that she was the the wench, the barmaid that Jamie Lannister and um, Bronn were talking oh. about at the beginning. And Bronn was like, they only have to fucking look at you to want to fuck you. And and they look at um, who we now know was, was Arya. And he's like, who's she? I don't, I don't think she wasn't. Actually, clearly she wasn't. She was looking at you going, you're fucking Jamie Lannister. You're a monster. Oh, I didn't catch that. You're so why didn't she kill Jamie when she had the chance? Well, because she's, I guess... Because she's an assassin, she she would have been killed herself had she done that. Yeah. Also, he's not. Is he's not on her list? Is he not? Oh, I thought Jamie Lannister was on her list. Well, maybe not. I don't think he is. I would. Well, he pushed Bran out the window. I thought he would have. Been I don't on think her she list. knows that. Uh, okay. Yeah, probably anyway, amazing scene, and yeah, season seven. She opens. She she bins off the whole of House Frey. Um, I didn't remember that scene with Jamie and Walder. That was sort of new to me about, yeah, you're in power, but we put you there and everyone hates you and they yeah. don't fear you, they fear us. Quite mirrored um, succession, the end scene of the succession episode we've just done as well. It's like, yeah, don't get cocky, pal. You're a cunt. Yeah. And you're not really in power. You're only in power because we're a You're not successful people, you are House not, Frey. Yeah, you're not serious people, Walder Frey. Serious yeah. people, sorry. Yeah. You're not serious people. Uh, They're not. Um, we then cut back to, to Cersei seeing Tom lying dead. Mm. She didn't want him buried, like with Joffrey, in the in the mausoleum, yeah. or the or not mausoleum, or the, the, the kind of tomb or whatever it is they have. Yeah. She asked for him to be um, burned and scatter his ashes where the sept once stood, which I just thought was quite a weird thing. I don't know why. I have no, yeah. I, she just invented cremation, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like, but why? Why? Yeah, oh, that was just I sort of wondered if it was out of like not being able to look at his body because of what she did. Maybe. Yeah, I just found it very strange. Or maybe has she? Do you think heard? it's because his face was so broken in that it was so just like ravaged? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I thought that was a weird detail. I I don't really understand the significance yeah. of that. Um, uh, and then we cut cut to Bravos to catch up and Gilly and Sam and little Sam of, uh, they are at Old Town at Old Town sorry not Bravos which is where Alison and Otto Hightower are from ah that's good. why their sigil is the tower ah uh, I don't know why I said it was Bravos maybe well they do I think I think I told you that in the book at least they sort of go via Bravos okay. but I don't know if they did on the show yeah but Gilly's yeah, got Old hold Town. of some Australian miracle Conditioner, leaving conditioner. She looks. She, yeah, um, some box dye by the looks of things. I know. Nice chestnut colour. I know. A bit of a glow up for old Gilly. N- n- a sidebar. Mm. How does Gilly hold that child? She just like like I carries it. She's never time. seen him before. Like you know, like she holds him like a sack of spuds. <laughs> exactly. There's but no... have they not? You know, they have like. You know, they invent wheelchairs on this show at some point, and no one's invented any Push kind chair? of basket for a child. <laughs> exactly. I can think of you haven't even got. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, um, and Sam gets his big like 
Lorks and Lordy Gov uh, moment when he sees how vast and incredible the library yeah. is. Um, yeah, big old library with um, the gold bands in the sort of, um, I don't know what you'd call it, the centrepiece of the library. It looks very similar to me to the, the intro where you've got the, you know, the um, sun and the, the, the... I think yeah. the implication is that the Song of Ice and Fire is... It's, it's all work, yeah. This uh, is all in the books. Good, yeah, good, good piece there. I enjoyed. It was quite Da Vinci. It was like, yes, the, the, yeah. I liked like the mirror, the way that they'd use the sunlight and the mirrors to be able to like point towards different. You know, it's like there's no electric lights Re- there, but if you pull twenty eight winches, yeah, 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 we can get it over to that that chair there. If you and the sit. woman who run the woman who is the librarian has Popeye arms from just constantly <laughs> moving the windows. You want yeah. to read that? Come back. Give us two there hours. Was a, there was a theory um, that I'm really glad didn't come to fruition where the series would end with Sam writing the book that became the show. And everyone was like, please. Uh, I'll tell you what we'll do now. We'll take a quick break. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. I'm going to tell you what we do now. We're going to start the episode again. Uh, Welcome back uh, to Dragoncast. Uh, season six, episode ten: Winds of Winter. Heading back to Winterfell mm-hmm. uh, for a really good um, loved all of that section. I thought Melisandre kind of got rumbled and exiled. Um, Liam Cunningham was great in this. You know, his pent up fury with um, with Melisandre was great. You know, with the stag, just go on, tell him what you did. Um, and I, I just thought the whole thing. You know, you touched upon organized religion. At the beginning, with the with the, the death of the High Sparrow, yeah. the faith of the Seven, and this was like a really kind of like gossamer, gossamer thinly veiled attack on just just most religions. Yeah, it was, it was pretty. I mean, apparently George is like very anti-religion, very sort of like yeah. you know he he blames a lot of problems on it, and it it's clear that like. Davos yeah. has come to really embody that. Like, you, you can't just burn a child alive, especially because yeah. Melisandre said, "Oh, well, it sort of helped," and it's like, "Well, it sort of didn't really, <laughs> did it?" No, exactly. There was no, there was no real, con- but there was no real consequence to to uh, Shireen or Stannis or anything. She made the point was just like, you know, your fucking god was wrong. You bullshit. You believe in this nonsense. And she was just like, "Hang on a sec. We are standing here because of him." You know, mm. it was that God, you know, 
which is I, I always find interesting because you know they talk about your fucking god you believe in this it was bullshit it's just it's like yeah but we've we've actually seen a man be brought to life yeah we've seen several yeah. men be brought yeah. back to life because of that god we have to take that god as canon that actually yeah. it's the only god out of all of the gods that are believed in whether it's the fucking weirwood whether it's the you know mm-hmm. all of those ones this is the only one that we've seen any any proof conclusive conclusive yeah. evidence of uh, that I, there is a supernatural force at work. i do think that is something that like yeah i mean he come john comes back couldn't tell you how because we didn't watch it again <laughs> but you know you, everyone just kind of except there's no one's really going okay how did that happen yeah you know because well, yeah, again exactly. we haven't got time right but there's a bit in um next season that i remember really clearly where davos says to daenerys he took a knife to the heart. Yeah. And she's like, what did he mean by that? And he's just like, oh, it would have turned a phrase. Yeah, exactly. You know, because they're just a bit like, well, what does it mean to engage with this? Like, you know, anyway. Yeah. No, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Winterfell gang is sort of getting getting used to the... John's like, oh God, when I used to have feasts here, I had to sit at the back and Melisandre's like, I was enslaved, so... Yeah, get over it. Boo yeah. fucking who. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, she gets sent away. Obviously, we know she comes back in season eight before the long night. She does pop up. There's quite a lot of like people yeah, getting I, sent I, away. I misremembered. I, I thought that, that that she left. That was This was the one that she took off a necklace and collapsed into the snow. But that was, ab- no, that was after the long night. That was at the end. She of lights the- up loads of torches in the long night and then they get put out after about 30 seconds. She's like, well, my job's done. <laughs> Right. It's an amazing, you know, this whole army that their, their swords light up or something. Yeah. And you think, oh, wow. And then the White that's Walkers fucking, are just oh, like, cool. I think the fuck not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> Shut the door. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, it, it, I really like all of the stuff in Winterfell. There's a lot of, um, just a lot of complications with, as Littlefinger points out, you know, a bastard born in the South yeah. Seemingly being elected over Sansa, who's got a better claim and all that sort yeah. of thing. But um, he's just trying to stir... He's, he is trying he, to stir the pot. He's definitely yeah. trying to shit stir. He knows his, 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 his people are give, running out of fucks to give about him. And he kind of almost seals his fate in his conversation with Sansa this time around, doesn't, doesn't he? He's kind of like, mm. I think his, his cards are marked, like, completely. Where in, but... Yeah, you well, think John that the says John is... says to her, "Do you trust him?" She's like, "Only a fool would trust Littlefinger." You know? Yeah, I think it's sort of, especially from rewatching it, it's like it's permanent. The Bolton thing permanently fucked up their relationship. She was yeah. sort of like she did trust him for a while, but now yeah. she kind of doesn't need to because she's got other people in her corner. Mm. Oh, I will tell you who we didn't see in this episode. We didn't see Brienne. No, we didn't actually, did we? Or Podrick. But yeah, so so I, they sort of set up the tension for next season as between John and Sansa, but obviously, as we know, he goes to try and woo Daenerys, and it's actually Sansa and Arya that are the season seven. You know, they sort of freak each other out quite a bit, don't they? And, and um, yes, yeah, it's quite a good. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They meet the other side of puberty and just don't understand each other yeah. whatsoever, do they? Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of, yeah. So, But anyway, I thought um, it was really good up there setting everything up. The speech about electing John and that maybe they can be a separate kingdom. Because, you know, the North is like bigger than all the other ones. Yeah, and like we got... Combined, you know, it's massive. Lady Mormont kind of turned it all around, didn't she? 
Oh, she's so good. Bella Ramsey. So forgot how good she was. I mean, she just charming. Yeah, just electrifying. It's like really just a real scene stealer, which was difficult because it was a great scene anyway. They were yeah. um, really good, and also I love the fact that Darling from Blackadder is this kind of like gruff voiced. Oh my kind god! Of like, yeah. Um, you know, uh, he's one of the. It's not the Glovers. It's there's Mandalay House Mandalay, is it? Yeah, I like, must be descended from. It's like, fuck them. Form. It's like to anyone that doesn't know, he he's a brilliant actor called. Excuse me while I Google. Um, he's been in so many things, like usually kind of like um, uh, Tim McKinnon. Tim McKinney is his name. Uh, he's usually appears in like Richard Curtis things. He was in like yeah. four, four Weddings and Blackadder and stuff like that. Usually, he, character actor that is, is quite. I'm going to use the word sissy uh, mm. because that the kind that was the kind of role that he would always be cast as in the eighties. He was always like yeah, kind of campy. Yeah, the sissy one in the group, and so, so it was really was nice him, to see him. This like fucking get in there, lads. Proper banter esque kind of. Yeah, blank. I couldn't remember his name, but I was like, I'm sure that's. I'm sure that's the guy from Blackadder. Yeah, Captain And Dog. he's also, he was in that um, 10%, the uh, remake of Call My Agent. Oh, I didn't see that. Was it any good? I thought it was terrible. Right, okay. The, the French one is fucking brilliant. Yeah. We were going to actually start watching it. Um, well, yeah, I just, I thought, I mean, yeah, Rob is more fond of it than I was. I thought it didn't make sense. I thought it didn't know, it didn't translate well. No. I think it's like just... Because it's the guys from like W1A in 2012. Like it's just not as good as those. No. And I think those are amazing. Okay. Anyway, anyway yeah, so, right back into the back into Westeros. <laughs> I forgot the um, significance of the White Raven. That we saw like a glimpse yeah. of a White Raven leaving the Citadel or arriving. Uh, from uh, Old Town, they send them all out. They send a flock it. of them. And then that's a beautiful tracking shot where we watch one fly to Winterfell. Mm. And they're so, it's so understood they only send them when winter arrives that they don't even have to write a note. It's, it's just like, I love stuff like that, but it's also the practicalities of that. You know, they've been waiting for winter for how long? I, mean, I know. That must be like the fifth generation of White Raven that they're desperately having to be kind of like interbreeding to make sure that they've got enough yeah. White Ravens to go round. The yeah. practicalities, what, a, what an admin they've got nightmare. They've one, one wing bigger than the other because they've been, cr- been bred with their own siblings. And also it's a bit ground, it's a bit like Huxtable Phil, kind of like Groundhog Day kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like... Is, the, is it a bit like, you know, in England when it's a white Christmas if the, if a flake of snow lands on Heathrow Airport or something like that? Yeah, yeah, like, clo- yeah. Like, how do they, what's the judge of like winter? Well, I think that's what's, yeah, another thing that is they just hasn't been explored in the books or the show is that the seasons are not the same length and that some children grow up for their whole life just in winter. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, when they say, I mean, they do avoid it, but when a character will say like, you know, how long has it been? It's like, well, how do you measure time? Because you can't do years because you've, you know, winters last yeah, so for like seasons. 60 years. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's And it's also not enough children are going, Dad, what the fuck is winter? What is winter? Yeah. yeah. What is SPF 30? I don't have it where I'm from. But the, yeah, the, the Citadel and the Maesters understand weather, but they don't really explain it to anyone else. And there's right. all kinds of like deep dives about why... Yeah, but it, 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 there's a theory that the magic uh, has caused the seasons to kind of fuck up slightly. Yeah. There's a, okay. yeah. So anyway, so winter is apparently coming, which we won't see on the show really because you know they can't have just snow everywhere. You a theory know. about that. Theory yeah. about that is that is that 
I think it was it was a vision. I think it was winter when they all thought that like winter was gonna was the ice was the night king and it was gonna be this, it was gonna be that, it was gonna yeah. be this and it was snow and it was ice. I think that the winter is coming was and this is a look, I'm gonna get torn to bits with this no, theory. This is okay. a safe space for now. In the episode post long night when Daenerys goes batshit and mm-hmm. and King's Landing gets destroyed. I think the the winter that, that they think is the ash is the ash that falls. Like you know when yes. Arya you know when Arya wakes up at the end and it's covered in ash and she sees that white horse and I think that's the winter that that they uh, that they kind of that they prophesized about myself. Yeah, because she um, in season two when she has that vision in calf yes that's right she sees the throne the room you yeah, think it's covered in snow yeah it's not and you ash. think god winter's yeah. gonna absolutely ravage that place but it yeah. is it's yeah ash. exactly yeah. but i think yeah it's 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 a really tricky one to nail yeah. down but apparently winter is here yeah and they had a bit so. of a joke about that didn't they uh john and sansa they were like oh oh dad was Dad's right catchphrase. <laughs> fucking hell he was always on about that bloody winter yeah <laughs> oh wish you could see us now you know oh. got any gloves um <laughs> But yeah, they can't really do anything with it, can they? It's just like too expensive to have snow for all the time. And then we head over to Daenerys. Um, Poor Dario gets... Yeah, we sort of talked about this in an earlier episode, didn't we? Yeah. She just says, for reasons that make no sense... Yeah, I'm going to have to You're going to run the city that I've only been able to hold because I have three dragons. Yeah. And you're going to now manage this very, this very sensitive uh, political situation, given the fact you're just hard as nails. And And her excuses are so shit as well. She's like, I have to get married. So it's probably better if you don't come. And he's like, Kings have loads of lovers. Yeah. You could too. She's like, no. Yeah, no, I'm just not that no. kind of girl. I've yeah. got a parcel coming in a few weeks. You need to sign for It's better if you stay. It's so, like, they just didn't know what to do. Like, no. um, um, The other thing I thought that was really funny, actually, no, she gives Tyrion his badge, officially Hand of the Queen. See, I, I got confused. I always thought that that, that, that was a Lannister um, emblem, but it's not. It's just it's just the like it's, it's the, the universally accepted uh, symbol for the hand of the monarch. Yeah. yeah. She said she got it made and she was like I don't know if it's right. And it is an exact replica. It's exactly. Wow, great. Memory. I kind of thought she would maybe just have something different like like just play around with it a bit like her own interpretation. Um Yeah. Like a like claw. A sort of, yeah. Yeah, I thought there'd be some kind of fire or, you know, Something it's a bit like on, on Bake Off. It was made like, out of a different material. It was like a pewter a signature. Rather, than, rather than a Yeah, gold. yeah. Oh, I thought black or something. You know, yeah. I thought it... But in te- instead, it was treated as like a technical challenge on Bake Off. Like we want yeah. an exact replica. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was quite touching. Yeah. Like, he's in. And I think, you know, we're sort of going to get to the point soon where she starts behaving more irrationally. So I was thinking, no, he's not really aware that she's he still believes in her basically doesn't he yeah. at this point yeah, he yeah, still yeah, thinks yeah, she's the saviour and they've got the boats from Theon and Yara so loads of boats off. loads of fucking boats before then though yes we go 
which I'm sure you're thrilled about, we go back to dawn. <laughs> yeah. So since, because we haven't seen them and we didn't watch the I episode. I didn't even write notes in. about that because I was just like, oh God. Well, it, you know, they, they did get it all out of the way at the start of this season, which we didn't yeah. watch. Um, Elaria killed Doran Martel and oh, yeah. his guards yeah. for reasons that make no sense. For she reasons that we, yeah. she just said, women are in charge now. Yeah. Sure. Great. Fine. So Thanks. we go over there and since uh, the explosion at the Sept, um, the Queen of Thorns, who is very old, has yeah. travelled hundreds of miles south. Quite quickly. To, yeah. Yeah, quite quickly. And has learned decided, of what's gone on. She's learned of what's gone on. Yeah. Yeah. Gone all the way down. And she says, look, this is not about, this is not about, um, what does she say? This is about revenge. We're not trying to take back anything. We just want to wipe out the Lannisters, basically, yeah. right? And then Varys Actually, so, you comes know, fair out. Fair enough. I can, I can, I can, I can get down with just, just Listen, straightforward. You get to a certain age. Revenge. Yeah. You get to a certain age. I wouldn't know this, but you get to a certain age. You just, you just know where you're at, right? You're like, yeah. I've got what I need. I don't need money. I've got some clothes. I know what I like. I'm just going to say what I think. Yeah, precisely. You just become that. You become that 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 woman in the advert, the old woman that just hits the piano keys on the way out the door. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we see Varys, who's clearly just being paid by the word because he only said three words. He got a bit, he got a fucked over a bit, didn't he, poor Varys? I, I thought, I thought, I just thought, like, why wouldn't he be sitting with them? Isn't he brokering the whole thing? And he just emerges like he's on Stars in the Rise, like, being like, fire and blood. <laughs> but then he's on the boat with Daenerys. Oh, God. So he was. Listen. How does he get from there to there so fucking quickly? Some people think that Daenerys has picked up those guys in Dawn and then is now sailing to Dragonstone, which... Tenuous. Or it just wasn't thought of properly. Call me I think a they cynic. thought... I think that, yeah. Call me a cynic. Um, but... Okay. Can I tell... I've got one thing I want to say Go. about this final Do scene. Do it. Fleet of boats got the dragons the yeah. dragon heads on the front of the ships those are new amazing yeah. and everyone is just standing like this on the boat right <laughs> no way no. i can't even stand up on the central line without holding something lest i fall over and they're just that- on this like what eight day voyage and they're just all like just standing stock still. A dragon swoops yeah. over, flapping its like 25 metres yeah. wide wings. Like, yeah. It'd be like... And, and you think these rowers are all rowing this? No, there'll be someone... Out of kilter. You know, three rows back doing a shit job. It'll be choppy, right? Exactly. And there's no seats. This is my same problem with the old town. Nowhere to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not, none of them are talking. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. This is the thing. Right. They'd all be chatting and I'd be going... Guys, what are we having for dinner tonight? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it was a, it was a good it was a good teasing kind of like end scene. I thought was really good. It um, was one of my favourite ways to end a season. Yeah. So like so she's, she's finally getting across water. I mean, yeah. This is the biggest. I think the biggest moment in the show so far. A couple of things that we haven't. Um, we, that we've not picked up on. Benjen, we saw Benjen uh, saying oh, goodbye yeah. to um, 
to yeah. Bran. What we'd missed was he saved um, Mira and Bran from from something. I've forgotten what. I presume it was just like some whites or something, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not the last we see of Benjen. Remind me of the state of Benjen. Why does he look I'm so glad rough? You asked. I'm glad you asked. Thank you. Because I just looked it up. Because Good. I was watching, thinking... What on earth is happening? So he actually explains this um, to Bran and Mira, that he was stabbed by a White Walker's sword. Yeah. Which is what they use to turn people into White Walkers. That's right. Uh, and before it took over, the children kind of started to reverse it with a dragonglass sword. Right. Okay. Kind of like the process that we saw on that guy in the tr- with the, against the tree. Yeah. And that has held off. So he's kind of like quasi... Kind Dead. of half white walkery, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fine. yeah. Something I, I like enjoyed that. his character. I enjoyed Benjamin. Um, now, uh, we also see Brand's entering his annoying phase now, um, which is yeah. a shame. But we do get the Tower of Joy revelation, um, yeah. which I'm interested to know. To anyone listening, this is a question I want people to to kind of let, let us know about. If you didn't know about R and L equals J, um, what did you? Th- what the fuck did you think was happening in that scene? Mm. Because I I knew because I'd because I'd I'd had it spoiled. Um, yeah, it leaked, didn't it, or something? Ooh. Yeah, but there must have been tons of you listening that, that watched that for the first time, just going because it, it didn't explicitly say what was happening no. you got a hint of like you, we, we we had that great shot of the baby morphing into john's face as we sat yeah. behind the, the table so we know that we know john that is liana's son yes exactly. by this point yes. but we don't know anymore but we what don't. she does say is if robert finds out he will kill him yeah so i guess you're supposed to infer robert has been wiping out the targaryens yeah rhaegar kidnapped liana which is what we've been led to believe yeah but seemingly They've had a baby. But yeah, it, it's a lot. It's interesting because they, they don't vocalise what happened in that scene until the finale of season seven. And I think yeah. it's a little bit of like, um, the sh- I think the showrunners didn't really know whether they were in a position to give such a big thing away. I think they're still right. hoping a book comes out at some point. And okay. I also think it's like, let's play this for the biggest impact possible. Yeah. No, but it's an odd one, isn't it? Because, I, you know, it's... it's Because without, without prior knowledge of what's happening, it has no real impact. You know, it has much more dramatic impact when you know what's going on. It's like, oh my God, they're... Yeah. they're, 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 they're I think it's a little bit of service to the book people. I think. It is, it and I think also they... Unless you're a book person, you, had no, you don't real know what's going on. You don't need to yeah. know that John's a Targaryen at this point. You need to know by the end, you know, the, the revelation, like you say, at the end of season seven is important. Yeah. But well, and also the revelation comes, and, and therefore the implication that John and Daenerys are related, comes, it is intercut with them shagging on the boat. Yeah. So with, it's with kind Tyrion of the, sat outside. Yeah, just sort of listening, like yeah. a pervert. Yeah. But yeah, I think to your point, it's like, it, it doesn't, um, it's not immediately clear why this is a big deal, but no. there are points in the show. I mean, we see some of that scene in an earlier episode. Bran watches Ned go up the tower and hears someone scream. And I think, again, you're supposed to assume that Leanna's being murdered. Right. Okay. okay. But, like, again, like, even then, I just think, and, and there's mention, you know, the, the pilot 
we Robert goes to the crypt to pay his respects to Liana, and mm-hmm. he says, "I'll kill every Targaryen." Yeah, you know, he says something yeah. like, I, "I got rid of them," and Ned says, "You didn't get rid of them all," and we get to dinners and so on. But yeah, it's it's a hard yeah. one because I think one thing that a, a, a visual TV show struggles with is all the stuff that's happened in the past without yeah. doing flashbacks, and I think they started doing flashbacks quite late. Mm. I think they're quite hard. I I even struggle sometimes just with the the you know heavier implications of all of this. Uh, obviously now we yeah. know, but at the time you're kind of like well, it was a okay, lot to so, deal with, wasn't it? But that's but that's, yeah, I think that's probably because it was quite yeah. So imagine I think for TV people that hadn't read the books or hadn't any prior knowledge, it must have been a bit of like I don't really hmm. get why that what's going on. It's you know it's it was very strange because it's a shame they didn't um, have. I mean it's it's a bit hackneyed, but like Bran literally going, oh my God, that means that, you know, like it's Exactly, good but that's what I mean. It, it, there was no yeah. kind of like, I must, I must tell John. There's none of that kind of like, oh my God, you mean he's a Targaryen? He is, he yeah. is the one true king. You know, that kind of thing is, yeah. is um, it was just missing that, you know, may have felt, may have been a little bit cheesy, but. Yeah, know. it just doesn't feel like we're quite with the characters, you know, we're, yeah. not, we're kind of going, wait, wait, I think I know what's happening, but you tell me what you think's happening, you know. Yeah, 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 um, 100%, 100%. That was season six. That was season six, Damn. Thoughts, top Damn. line thoughts, good season, bad season, middle season. I thought it was a great season. I mean, I, yeah. I, I think I, I would have really enjoyed it, I would have really enjoyed watching all of it, I think. Um, but time I would too. is not I on would our too. side. Um, but I've really enjoyed the ones that we've watched, and it, it, I think it's probably peak Game of Thrones this season. Was all those seasons. interesting? Although, I think it holds up really well because it's all quite action packed this season. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, we have just watch. seen the big episodes as well, so I don't know how we've missed out on Jorah. Where is Jorah? Is Jorah still bombing around? No, He's that's not season been seen seven since, isn't it? but he'll turn up in Old Town. Yeah, exactly. So okay, so. That's that done, which means, you know what's coming next, gang? Um, the Twitter vote is, will be open uh, Thursday or Friday, something like that, where you get to choose which episodes from season seven we watch. We are into our penultimate uh, season. And let's just have a Crazy. quick scan through um, so, what the episodes were. What do you think? I think, I think this is going to be really good. I'm really looking okay. forward to this. Cool. Um, Episode four is the big fight with against the Lannisters with the dragons. Ah, oh, yes, with the uh, with, is the, that with the loot? With, almost like the, the Western loot train. Episode. Yeah, they've yeah, they've yeah. they've raided Highgarden. Yeah, and they don't do very well against the nearest. But this is the thing where like, isn't there quite a few things where it's like um, Jamie falls in the water? And yeah, like, it's like a cliffhanger. We're led to we're led to kind of think that she's like oh, i'll not i'll not kill him i'll just leave him like it's a bit sort of silly yeah um, and it was, what was the what was the weapon the dragon the the big crossbow the, the scorpion crossbow. that was it the scorpion. the scorpion that was it. it's a great great set piece um so i think it's that, all pretty good the yeah. only thing i would say and i think we should cover it but the beyond the wall <gasps> i think is one of the worst episodes of game of thrones it's oh okay which the, one is that Honestly. the one where they go to catch a white and it's just Oh, is this the Ice Dragon one? Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> I'm just one of those one of those viewers. I just think it's cart before the horse. They've thought about the effects first. They oh, everyone behaves man. in a manner that is really silly. 
Oh, poor Viserion's not going to get his moment. Oh, well, you never know. Well, no, I mean, we might end up getting, people might vote for I forget we're into short think... episodes now. So we're actually going to get, you know, we're going to cover like almost half of the season. Almost half. But... Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think very quickly, great. as you say, episode one is Dragonstone, uh, where uh, Arya kills all of the Freys. We see the Hound again. Um, which I completely forgot. I can't remember the last time we saw the hand. Last time we saw the hand, he was on the cliff, wasn't? On, after his yes. after his injury. Yeah. Um, yeah. Daenerys arrives at Dragonstone. Uh, episode two, Stormborn. Um, more Daenerys, kind of like um, plotting and planning, and mm-hmm. she's getting the been, she's been to IKEA, got some furniture in for Dragonstone. And it ends with Theon. Oh, it's when. Your man, uh, uh, Greyjoy, attacks the boat, and Theon has a coward. He like doesn't save Yara and leaps off and coward and j- jumps overboard. John yeah. arrives at Dragonstone, episode three, Queens of Justice, and um, that's a great episode. And Elena, Elena bites the bullet, tells her, "Say it was me." That um, is so good, so good, so good. Like you say, four spools of war, very, very good episode. Like a western, like Back to the Future Part Three. Um, number five is Eastwatch. Hey. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> that is uh, Daenerys offering Lannister soldiers uh, mercy. The Citadel. Um, Sam leaves the Citadel, taking several restricted books with him. Um, mm. uh, and at the end, that's what. Yeah, you're right. They head off to. We're going to go capture ourselves a white. This will show them. Season six, possibly the greatest episode of Game of Thrones ever made, uh, where they resurrect Viserion. Not trying to, not trying to uh, sway. You're such a troll. Um, which it's a bit like Jason the Argonauts, a little bit. And then seven, the Dragon and the Wolf, which is where um, a big that, meeting at the Dragon Pit between <laughs> like thirty cast members, yeah. except Bronn, except because Bron. he can't be in a in a. I'm just gonna go, uh, gonna go out here, wait out here. Um, <laughs> And uh, and it ends with a lovely bit of incest. Lovely bit. Of it's incest. a good season. It is a good season, apart yeah. from episode six. Well, maybe. But I don't mind watching it. Just cool. that person so you know that do? emailed in the other week saying, "Oh, stop pissing all over it." I'm like, might want to skip this episode, friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there we go. Uh, really enjoyed that season. Cannot mm. wait to get stuck into this one. Um, Let's have a let's check our correspondence, shall we? Let's have a look and see oh, who's God. been in touch. Loving, I know we keep saying this every week. Loads of people getting in touch. I love. I've never had so much interaction on the podcast before. I bloody love it. Thank you so so much. Um, well, I'm trying to set up a WhatsApp number so people can leave voice notes. I'm going to aim to get that done uh, by next That's week. Fancy, yeah. I know. I know. Uh, so uh, Amanda Ransom. Hey, Amanda. Thank you very much, Amanda, for getting in touch. Hey, Jamie, Chris, loving the podcast. And yes, go to Belfast. There are quite a few people getting in touch about the Belfast tour, the house, oh, the, yeah. the Game yeah. of Thrones tour. We were kind of like talking about that a bit, about the props and stuff. Uh, it is open. Uh, Amanda went with her husband plus a friend. Oh. Don't think don't think like that. Um, they went in October <laughs> last year. It's just amazing and a must for any Game of Thrones fans. Um, okay. Yeah. Rubbish memory I have, so I hope I've got all the following all right. But we went by bus from Belfast City Centre, if anyone's planning their itinerary today, <laughs> uh, to, the Linen the itinerary. Mill Studi- yeah, to the Linen Mill Studio in Banbridge. And your ticket gives you four hours inside. You can't park at the studio itself. There we go. Wow, and it sent some photos in, and they, and they do look very good. 
They do look very, oh, yeah. very good. Lots of costumes. Uh, maybe if the, if the tourist board at Northern Ireland, if Moira is listening, I don't know if she listens. Belfast are pretty good about organising stuff like this. We could record an episode from there. From there, we could do. We could do. We could do an episode of. of Dragon cast from the tour, but might be lost on people in a purely audio format. So we'd have to make sure there was lots of we'd, ASMR we'd film elements. It. We'd film it. We'd film it. Do you think we could just <laughs> just be standing, just standing in a, a tray of gravel, going, oh, we are here." <laughs> knock, knock. <laughs> We're at Winterfell. Um, <laughs> uh, Abby Messiah. What a great name, Abby, Abby Messiah. Uh, his email dragoncast at daftdiarist.com hi Jamie and Chris really enjoying the podcast love all the bonus content on The Last of Us The Owen Succession I appreciate the time you put in every week to put this all together oh that's a pleasure uh, I like the official HBO podcasts but I prefer yours oh stop stop it's good to get a different perspective and honest critique I'll stop you um, as an audience we tend to hold shows like Game of Thrones up on a pedestal and people get very defensive of any criticism um, but I like challenging the show and pointing out that everything is not as good as we remember while rightly praising other aspects that are as good or even better question for us it's an interesting one how did the two of us meet when you see each other in real life is it hard to talk about anything other than what's on the telly well the well, answer to that is no no we just we, we do talk about everything to, yeah we do um how the hell did we meet i think peter robinson um, is responsible for yeah this meeting almost certainly well yeah, uh, just did you through write work. For Pop I Justice. Did you I write did write for Pop Justice. Yeah, that's that was very. That was that was how I sort of got my. Um, I think Peter not my breakthrough, but I was sort of toiling away as an intern at various places, not getting anywhere. And Peter and I connected, and I started writing for him, and that really helped because Pop Justice was a sort of um, incubator right. for talent in, yeah. in in that sort of space. And um, I think I, I th- and I think that was when I was in had shared an office with Peter. And I think, yes, you two uh, are thick as thieves. Chris Mandel, aka Mando, as he's uh, yes, as he's that's known. what Peter calls me. Um, um, but we must I have just, known each other eight or nine years. I would guess. yeah, I think so. And then um, when I was putting together last year's Succession podcast, I thought I know just the man. No, actually, you came on, didn't you? We talk about a watch. We did season. We did the final season of Thrones. You did a podcast for that. I did, that's right. With Elio on. and Linda. That's right. And then you came on and talked about Watchmen. Uh, no, did you? didn't do Watchmen. Did you do Watchmen? Have you done Watchmen? No. <gasps> oh my God, we might have found the one to watch. Um, uh, but yeah, when I was putting together the Succession one last year, I was like, who am I going to call? I'm going to call fucking yeah. Mando. We did, a, um, we did a Netflix one in the pandemic. Do you remember with James Acaster? We did about a food. food. That's right. A food episode. I was thinking about that yesterday. Actually, I was like, um, I just went through our I went through our DMs to find oh. the first message. So we've oh. been in touch since 2012. Wow, eleven years. And I was trying to help you. Get some free clothes from Acne. Yay! <laughs> That's almost certainly, yeah, me on the black. So if people want to know our relationship, it's sort of very <laughs> rooted in that. I would have been, 2012, that would have been the first series I did, a throwing cast probably, um, or maybe even Big Brother. That would have been, that would have been Big Brother. I sent you a follow-up. 
Uh, I did hear from Acne today, but they said quite bluntly they don't like giving people free things. <laughs> Fair um, enough. I also sent you several um, messages asking for work when you were at Holy Moly. Um, you didn't um, work for Holy Moly, it would have dragged you down. Well, did you not know that I briefly did? Did you? You don't know. I, don't, I haven't told many people this story, but about. 2014. Did I make you? Did I make you write some? Oh no, that was after I. I wasn't. It was after you left. It was after ah, you left. So okay. I went and interview. I got offered the job as the new editor. Did you of Holy Moly? Yeah, of Holy I Moly. had no idea. Wasn't conf- wasn't. I didn't put it anywhere because what happened was they brought me in and they were like, "We're just going to do like put you on a fixed term thing until we uh, sort of sort it all out." Uh, and the staff that worked there. Um, who I won't name, were awful to me. And it was so awkward. Oh, no. And I think I did three days and I said to one of the guys that was like the, you know, directors, I was like, this is not okay, working. We need we need to take this off, off podcast. <laughs> yeah, we do. I can't so, believe I haven't told you this. I know exactly who you're talking about. So. Okay. Okay. Wow. So which, which, how much of that is going to make it on the edit? Not oh, no, I... <laughs> I can leave. I can leave that in. I can leave that in. That's so it, the short version is, I did about three days there, and then wow. left. <laughs> there we go. Little glimpse into there. Right? We, we will take this discussion off part. Uh, thanks, Abby. That's how we met. Um, Beth I got more than she bargained for there. <laughs> Beth got in touch uh, again, just saying loves the podcast. Ah, oh, stop. Really enjoying OA rewatches as well. I got so excited by your theory that the OA getting cancelled was part of their plan and it might be back someday. I think your plan to cover all of season eight with two per podcast is a good idea. I haven't gone back to that season at all, so it'd be nice to hear your thoughts on it. As a possible extra show after Succession, Game of Thrones and the OA, could The Witcher be a contender? I think the third series is out due out again this year. Thanks again for all your hard work. Maybe. I know people are quite passionate about The Witcher, I'm not a big Henry Cavill fan, I have to say, and I feel as though it's a bit of a vehicle, or it was. But I don't know. I, let us know what you think. I'm, you not, think. I'm not convinced, personally. Okay. Uh, Gene Manalang. We've got some great names. Manalang, Messiah, Makaruk. Fantastic. Um, uh, Gene says, uh, I've recently been to the Game of Thrones studio in Belfast. Exactly, it's exactly like the Harry Potter one. I've got three pinned reels in my Instagram all about it. So if you go and search for Jean Manalang, she can... Cheeky plug it. there. It's amazing. <laughs> a lot of props there and amazing sets built. I booked a Belfast trip just to see that and had a Game of Thrones themed holiday. You can, I mean, it is great, Belfast, because wow. it's... You, you can, in a day, you can do like some of the most of the main kind of like places. It's, it's so, so good. Uh, and Drencast is part of her weekly routine. Thanks, Jean. Um, another one. This is so embarrassing. Uh, James John. Good name, James John. Uh, just want to drop an email saying I'm really enjoying the pods. Lots of work going on. Lot of, lots going on in work at the moment. He's a teacher. Um, and they really give me something to look forward to on the commute. Looking forward to the succession one for the final season. Oh, thanks, James. Thank you. Um, thanks, much. thanks for your service. I'm going to say, I always say that to teachers like Americans do whenever they encounter a soldier. Thanks for your service. Thank um, you for your, yeah, you're doing your duty. Yeah. Stephen Connor, 
uh, our final one. Good morning, Dragoncast. This is by far my favourite pocket. Oh, starve. Uh, often laughing out loud at work with my headphones in. Jolly good. Also love Game of Thrones. Watched it back multiple times. Slightly obsessive. I was scouring the internet to find out how Littlefinger made it back to the battle. This is in reference to our questioning about how on earth the Knights of the Vale uh, yeah. made it to the Battle of the Bastards. Yeah. Um, and he says, this seems like the most plausible explanation to me. Apparently, Baelish moves around not by a teleportation. <laughs> oh, it's a joke. Apparently, Baelish moves around not by a teleportation device, but he can open portals that can be used to transport an army a thousand kilometers plus within half a day. Keep up the great work and keep annoying some of the listeners with your witty remarks. Possibly my famous mo- moment was when one of our dear readers from our friends across the pond got upset with us. They did get upset with us. That was uh, any newcomers. That was when we uh, quite rightly pointed out that Game of Thrones is probably a British show rather than i got a funny email the other day from a pr agency that was like game of thrones voted the best british show and i was tempted to email and say what are the metrics for judging this but i just thought no it's just not worth it is it (laughs) i'm gonna get in trouble (laughs) there we go uh thank you very much steve uh thanks to everyone that takes the time to write in it really does uh give us a bit of a pep in our step uh and we do appreciate it um right we're gonna head off we've done an hour uh and we've got a lot more to come so we've got one two three four we've got seven more episodes of uh uh, game of thrones rewatch left exciting times so get your votes in at the end of the week hope you've enjoyed it until then dracaris you have to say it oh sorry dracaris If you'd like to get involved in the podcast, just head over to Twitter at DragonCast underscore pod or email DragonCast at DaftDoris.com and leave us your Easter eggs, predictions and thoughts on the show. You can also watch this episode over on our YouTube channel. Just search for DragonCast Jamie East. Any support, whether it's a follow, a share, a mention to your friend on the bus or a tattoo on your backside is very much appreciated. DragonCast is hosted by me, Jamie East, along with Chris Mandel and is a Daft Doris production. Dracarys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.